And Justin's going to get the coffee run. It's the Adam and Sal show starring Adam and Sal. And Doug. No uh, no Justin in here right now. He's getting coffee. Bro, we could talk about uh, we could just talk about aesthetics now. <laughs> yeah, it's macros. Let's, yeah, I was just talking about macros. Let's talk about macros. Let's and... talk about bodybuilding. <laughs> Justin hates that so bad. He does. He gives me dirty looks when I start to when talk, talk about, about that. He does. He rolls his eyes. He rolls his eyes, and then like he, I can tell he just stops listening completely, and then he just throws jabs <laughs> yeah, every once in a while. Like, oh, macros. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I think he balances out the uh, the egos, is what I think. Maybe personally, that. maybe yeah. that, maybe that. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you have such a big ego. You know, what, dude, we're getting ready to we're getting ready to interview Dom, and we're getting ready to hit the road. Let's give some motherfucking t-shirts away. Oh, we're giving away shirts. Yeah, we do that. We do that. And today we have twelve reviews to work off of. Oh, so I don't reviews? know what's happened here. Atrophy. We're atrophying. Uh, I think so. We got to get into a new phase. What do you think that was? Why do you think we had we had like this huge spike for like two weeks and then? I think we were calling for people to review. Yeah. I thought we tried that again last week. Listen, it didn't work. listen. Well, we, get, did, we did a half-hearted effort. If you leave a review and it's a good one, it's a five-star good one, uh, you're, there's a good chance you'll win a free limited edition Mind Pump t-shirt. They're pretty damn awesome. We've given it a lot of them. So leave us a review. They're black make, on black. The black on black you know Mind Pumps are dope. Yeah. yeah, they're nice. Yeah. They're really good. So who wins? All right. We got Shadow Art 13. Uh, this one is quite mysterious, but it's basically my idea of it is I Lil Aloy. There's <laughs> lots of like I's and L's and okay. Y's. Anyway, you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ty Liddell. So simple, yet so elegant. Ty Liddell, isn't that one of our new form guys? I think? It might, I think it sounds familiar. His name is familiar. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, how do they get their shirts, Doug? Well, they send a message to iTunes at Mind Pump Media dot com that's to me and then also include your shirt size as well as your shipping address and we'll get that right to you boom thank you we love you enjoy the shirt if you want to pump your body and expand your mind there's only one place to go mind pump mind pump with your hosts sal de stefano adam schaefer and justin andrews I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. Oh, and, you have friends other than dude, us? I do. You beat me to it. I do. <laughs> I don't think you do. So I asked him, I'm like, uh, I'm like, do you do you like the sound of your voice? And he's like, no, nobody likes the sound of their voice. Because, I, <laughs> you know, when you listen, you watch a video of yourself mm. and you hear your voice, you're like, oh, hey, everybody hates that, right? Yeah. Except <laughs> there's definitely, there's maybe all of us, but there's definitely two of us that really likes the sounds of yeah. our voices. And it's not because we like to talk. It's because we literally like the sound. And you know how I know that? What's one of the first things that either Adam or I will do when we put the mics on and then you can hear our own voice? You go, ooh. Yeah, or Adam will go, oh, there I am. Yeah, <laughs> ah, <laughs> like, like finally. Your own voice is soothing. Myself. To yourself. Yeah. You, I don't know, that's, though. That's I, weird. I, I, I think it's the... Because um, I get it. I enjoy my I voice. think it's more the surround sound effect. It's that... Yeah. It just sounds cool to like to hear in to yeah. talk and hear it in your. I only hear sound you guys. good in, in headphones. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah but no, but don't you remember when you were younger or before we actually started? Doing oh, bro, this? I when you hear your voice, you'd be like, oh, no, yeah. still, I don't. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it. It sounds okay on radio because I asked Doug to to uh, 
to to make it. Yeah, cool. He does a lot of auto tune. He, for fought, me, he so. fought over. He photoshops yeah. your voices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Adobe gains yeah. on my voice over here too. <laughs> I can sing now. See, Shreds is going to come after us. When we that, when right? we all first met, I, I slid him a few bucks under the table. We're all auto tuning. Need you to take care of me for sure. Well, what he actually does, what Doug does, is he actually re- lowers our voices by a couple octave, you know, octave, <laughs> just to make us sound like we have more testosterone. Yeah. You know what's funny? I've run into people at the gym. He could add more bass to yours. So. To mine? Yeah. Why would you have to talk shit about mine? <laughs> I actually have. If we were to rank our voices in terms of projectability. I think I win. Yeah, so projectability. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a projectile right in your face. You guys, want, you guys want to know how I win contests? I create the parameters. <laughs> you create them. I know. You create your. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're like, hey, really good at like, that. Hey, you guys want to have a who's the most Sicilian contest? <laughs> Boom! First place. Like you know, whatever. Hey, did you see my boy uh, Aaron okay. who just got back from his first uh, powerlifting meet? And yeah. Did, why is he so strong? I he, told he you, people who lift more than we can and are bigger than us are not allowed in yeah. the forum. <laughs> Fuck that. It's depressing. He, uh, There's too many of them now. I got a chance to talk to him a little bit afterwards, and he got he got to sharing with me. He uh, pulled what sixty fifty five. Yeah, but he was really disappointed because that was um, he he spent the first what two or three times getting red lighted. He didn't he didn't get, he didn't get the white light. He saw those all of his things right. I don't watch the videos. Oh, no. you should have watched the videos. You should pull. Why did he get red lighted? He so he he texts me uh, after the meet right because I told him like, hey let me know how it goes keep me posted. He sends me a message. He goes well I got my first taste of politics and powerlifting those motherfuckers i was like what do you mean i'm like and i'm thinking myself, what? i don't i don't get it like <clears throat> i've never really thought about how it could be political that he says well i went to you know some small local local meet and he says the guys that were all you know part of the the clique and everything like that were getting you know uh white lighted all the way like white light means you've 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 passed yeah, yeah, right? yeah, you yeah. locked all the way out you you complete the right, rep right, right. completely right and he said uh, the judges were uh, hitting red on him like every time. And he shows the videos. And I was, and he's like, even everybody afterwards, he walked off. And they were just like, man, I don't know what you didn't do. He's he's locked out, dude. You should see the watch. So the- they were saying that he's not locked out? Yeah, they were, yeah, they were saying that it wasn't a full rep. Like he literally locked out, like looked over, you know, set it down. Am and I then, good? Yeah. Yeah. And then they, and they still didn't give it to him. You see his frustration Ridiculous. by the second time it happened to him. Finally, on the third one, like he's like locked out, holding, retracting the shoulders forever. Then finally, they, they, they white light him on the last one. So he didn't get it a chance. To, to progress or anything like that, he just so he just fatigue him for all the so rest he, of the list. So he he pulled six fifty five like three times then. Yeah. Oh wow. wow. <laughs> well, a monster. Yeah, he's a freaking horse, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So watch the watch the video. But I, we you have know, a lot of people on the forum now that uh, are beasts, strong, like strong, like really strong, and some really ripped people on there. Yeah, we're no longer the strongest like, or fittest guys. On cool. Our forum <laughs> no, that shit ended a long time ago. And sit back in my coaching chair. Yeah, that yeah. sucks. I joked around about pulling people. Uh, videos or posts that uh, were were stronger than any of us, and it was funny at first, but now it's just like motherfucker. Everybody's <laughs> it was funny at first. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like everybody. Yeah. Whoa, everybody's really taking off with this maps program. Uh, <laughs> awesome. We're gonna, you know, what we're gonna do. Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna design. Yeah. We're a sitting new, in a chair right now. <laughs> we're yeah. gonna design a new maps program that's incorrectly programmed. There you we go. need to like level the playing field a little bit, <laughs> equal it out a little, just bring everybody down a few notches <laughs> so that we appear stronger. It's a good idea, Sal. So. Yeah. so I'm excited. We dropped Maps Anywhere already uh, getting great feedback. That's Maps White. Maps yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. Came out, man. All kinds of great uh, feedback on and that. we mean so anywhere. I'm excited. You know, the for- it's awesome because the forum, um, you know, and, and I don't know how much we've mentioned this before. We've talked about the forum. We talked about how cool, yada, yada. But one of the things that, too, that the forum gets is 
they get access to any of the programs, any of the guides, any books, any information that we ever release. It goes to them at least three days before it goes to the the general public and for a discount. Yeah, and they yeah, and, they, and also are they get an additional discount off the regular same thing. Yeah. And that goes with apparel too. So their apparel, they get fifty percent off on all apparel always. So they perks, man. There is uh, there is some benefits to that. So if you're somebody who was even thinking about you know picking up a guide or thinking about picking up a program or picking up any of that, just keep that in mind that. You know, the form gets, you know, half off on apparel. They get discounts on uh, uh, guides and things like that. They have to get free. You get, get first dibs. You get first dibs on the program. And you so. see Justin's nudes. But it's yeah. also the neat to point. see. I, I like, Twice a week. I like them because most of them have, have gone through a majority of everything that we've produced. And it, they're, they're like the pulse. You know, they give me great. They give us great feedback on you know, what, what, what they liked or didn't like or the challenges that they're having. So, and one of the things that we've always admitted on, on mind pump and we will continue to do as we produce content is evolving and growing. Like, you know, it's not like when we produce something, it's like, Oh, it has to be this way. We're not changing anything. Like, you know, part of my goals of what we're doing right now is taking everything that we've already developed and continue to improve on it and build on it and add to it. So, you know, and when you, once you are in, in the program, you've got a maps program, anything, any additions or mods that we continue to add to that will just, Add to your 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 programs already. It won't be like a purchase for yeah, you. Yeah, probably so. one of the mo- one of the guarantees you could always make is it, is that things will evolve. That's that's a guarantee. It's gonna happen as we continue to learn more about how to apply different aspects of programming, and as people c- complete the programming, you know how to modify and change and continue their progress. It's one of the yeah. hardest things you could ever do with exercise is continuously, you know, uh, see yourself uh, progressing over the years. It's very easy to progress when you're a beginner. Very hard to progress. Progress once you're you've reached a certain point. So um, that that's that comes along with uh, more expert and you know specific type programming. Speaking of which, did you end up working out this morning, Adam? No, I did didn't. You miss yours? Yeah, just because by by the time I f- I didn't realize that uh, you know Dom's interview was as uh, close as it was back here. We all were talking about three, so. Um, I, didn't, I had an extra, or I, I lost two hours. <laughs> you know, you? yeah, it would have been perfect because I wanted to make sure the Denali was washed and everything like that before we head off on the road and everything. So I rushed over here just to get over here. Dude, I time. woke up this morning, right? Uh, and uh, this has happened to me maybe two other times in my life. Woke up in the morning, opened my eyes, and my eyes start shaking because I got vertigo. You guys ever have vertigo? No, Fucking man. horrible. Horrible. It's like you're you're. It's like I spin you real fast, and then that's how you know. You, oh you know, no, I know what it is. And so I was doing that thing. So I had to do a, a few Epley maneuvers, which are these head positional things. And luckily, it got rid of most of it. But now I still feel a little bit like a morning sickness. So like the drinking spins. Uh, kind of. It's just you, like your eyes. Like it feels like the room is spinning. It sucks. It's yeah. a gross, gross feeling. It's horrible. God, you got that on top of your tummy problems, dude. <laughs> Huh? This is a fucking mess. No, it just happens. Everyone, like, I want everybody to hear this, you know, because I know everybody follows whatever Sal does all the time, but I don't know. What he be doing over here in vertigo, <laughs> fucking tummy problems. I don't know. Yeah, I'd rather have the, the, the iron stomach over here like Justin and just yeah, fucking. Man. Let's just give it, you know, shovel it down and shoot it out. Just, That's it. Just <laughs> cast iron stomach. Yeah. Ceramic colon. That's what I was looking for. Cast iron. That's what you yeah. called it for. Yes. <gasps> what the? His, Holy. It got it. Oh, shit. Shit. No, it's the motherfucking quad. The eagle has landed. Quee I think is. you've got it down now, yeah. son. <laughs> yes. All right, starting with R. Tyler Farrar. How do you balance strength and hypertrophy training? I like the way he asked the question mm-hmm. because uh, he, without realizing it, I think he's um, kind of falling on, you know, falling into the. 
this this kind of myth in which strength and hypertrophy training are not related. Like, how do I balance? It would be. It's almost like he asked, "How do I balance long distance running with weight training?" Um, because it seems the way he asked is, it sounds like they're super separate. Here's the thing: like strength and hypertrophy, they uh, contribute to each other tremendously. Mm-hmm. So balance really is about. Uh, it's not even so much about balancing. It's about you. If whether you you are interested in just hypertrophy or just strength, you should train for both of them, and you should put them together in a program that trains specifically for both of them. Because the stronger you get, the more likely you are to build muscle, and the more muscle you build, the stronger the muscle contractions, and the stronger you get. So yeah. that's number one. Uh, but I would say. Um, one of the mistakes I see people when they in people two mistakes I see when when training for strength is that uh, a they don't do it so everybody gets stuck in the hypertrophy you know eight to twelve rep range or b when they do train for strength they think that the low reps means that they also go to failure so mm-hmm. okay I'm gonna go do you know today I'm gonna go to train for strength I'm gonna do two reps that means I'm gonna literally max out yeah right yeah, that's for what they two think reps yeah. Which, uh, which is which is not the way you train for strength. The way you train for strength is you do go in those low rep ranges, but you don't go to failure. So if I'm doing sets of two reps, I'm doing doing them with a weight that I could do maybe four or five times. Um, and so I'm just going and I'm doing two really good reps, and then I'm resting and then I'm repeating them. And you you want typically want to do a lot of sets when you do this kind of training. So because you're not doing uh, you know lots of different exercises, you're kind of focusing on squats and deadlifts and overhead presses and so it's it's cool to do five six sets of two reps of a weight that you could do five reps with and then the other thing is i found that it works better to train for strength specifically over the course of a couple two or three weeks versus doing it once a week you know and mixing it in with hypertrophy i I see better results which there's lots of studies to show both sides of that right right it's probably one of the most debated this is this is my opinion yeah yeah it's definitely something that's that's debated right now which i don't think either one's wrong but here's the thing when we that this is why we phase phase the all the maps programs for this exact purpose is everything has carryover each one plays into the other one they're both they're all uh, extremely important to program design now, the same way that I normally respond to someone with a question like this is the same way I respond to somebody with like nutrition, like how we talk about our mini cuts and mini bulks, is let, let's say your primary goal is, is to lose body fat and to cut. You're trying to lean out. Well, then I when I'm when I'm phasing your diet is, you know, a majority of it is going to be in a deficit and we're and we're and we're heading that way. And I'm, but I won't stay in that deficit and cut forever and for a very, very long period of time, I'll still phase you out, but then I'll phase you right back in, right? Because that's our primary goal. We have a ways to go. Same thing I feel like goes with like hypertrophy training or strength training. If that's all we're discussing and you're like, how do I find the balance? Which one's more important? I would say, okay, which one is more of a priority to you? So maybe you feel like you lack a lot of strength, you know, but you feel like you like your look and you the way you fill out your clothes or what like that. And so maybe the the pump and the fullness look is less of a priority and you want to really build strength. Now, I would probably tell you to spend more time in strength and then make sure you phase out into hypertrophy because like, like Sal said, they both have carryovers to each each other and they're both important. But that's how I would phase it, you know. And, but we do this naturally already in the MAPS programs for this purpose. Yeah, you know? you're just trying to stay, you know, you're, you're trying to stay ahead of plateau. And and so as you go through that, like Adam is saying, you might have a, a preference as far as like, you know, a, a look or, or, you know, you like the way you look right now, but you still should, you know, 
train for strength like that. You should get outside of, you know, that, that 10 to 12 rep range in order to, you know, stay ahead of, of, of your body and, and not like hit a wall and, and get in that comfort zone where now your body knows that exactly what's in front of it. So it starts, you know, making it uh, a more efficient uh, as far as like how to, um, you know, utilize energy and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, in a sense, you're, you're not going to progress. So you really have to kind of look at it from, from those terms. And then, um, you know, for me personally, it's, it's, it's more like I want to stay athletic. So that's going to be a priority for me. So I'm going to, I'm still going to go through hypertrophy phases. You know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do that because it's going to fuel, uh, you know, my strength gains. So, you know, you just have to keep it all, you know, a part of the program, whether, uh, it's your focus or not. Well, I'll tell you, um, the original maps program, maps anabolic or maps red, uh, has three phases. And the first phase is focused specifically on, maximal strength which you know we call you know central nervous system adaptation then it moves into hypertrophy which is more your traditional and then we move into a, a, another form of hypertrophy called sarcoplasmic hypertrophy training but nonetheless the first three weeks is this strength phase and i'll say this uh for most people whether you enroll in our prog- program or not most people listening who are just looking to be more muscular and leaner um, most of you will benefit from having uh, a two to three week strength cycle every, I don't know, every three months. You know, every three months, throw in a three week, you know, strength cycle where you go in, you're focusing on your big lifts, you're going, you're doing squats, you're picking a weight that you could do six reps with, and you do just sets of three or four reps or, 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 or two reps, and you do six sets or seven sets, and then you pick another big compound movement and do the same thing and, and watch your strength explode. People get blown away by the, 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 the gains that they make in strength because they don't ever train this particular phase. Now, on the flip side, if you're a strength athlete, you're a power lifter. Um, you get stuck a lot in that phase. Um, I would say same thing every three months, throw in a couple weeks of hypertrophy training with auxiliary exercises like side laterals and curls and stuff like that. And then go back to your powerlifting training and see what happens. You're going to notice that you're, you're, you feel more stable in your lifts and certain lifts. You're going to notice your strength is going to feel a little bit better. You're going to give your joints a little bit of a bit of a break. So Strength and hypertrophy, then that's that's hand in hand. You really don't want to separate them for any reason whatsoever. But again, if you're more more focused on hypertrophy, throw in some strength. You know, every three months. If you're more focused on strength, then just flip that and throw in some. Hypertrophy. Well, the key the key Love is those side laterals. The key is that <laughs> nice little jab right there. You like that. The the key is really this, and I think the the most common thing I see is people getting stuck in in what they love to do. And, and that's, it's, I think we're all victims of this, right? Like I know, I know I do. I start going away, going ahead at phase one red and I love, love the, the power lifting type feeling, lifting the heavy singles and doubles and triples. I love that. And I love to see my weights go up. Like, and then I also love the pump. And I remember when I, you know, no matter what, like once I start to get good at a phase, that's typically when people get addicted to it and keep going to it. When in reality, that's really when you probably should be phasing out of it. So learning to have that mentality is really tough to do. You've got to really mentally check yourself. And a lot of times you have to check your ego because when you just came out of doing like lots of strength training and you know, you're pulling 500 something pounds off the floor with that, and then all of a sudden you got to drop down to 300 and something, or, you know, same thing goes for any of your other exercises. When you have to reduce your weight significantly in order to do 12, 15 reps and supersets like we do in, you know, phase three of black, 
like you have to like check your ego and say yeah. it doesn't matter that I'm lifting ten pounds and I can do I've done fifty some oh, pounds. It takes a lot more mental discipline. It takes to do a lot that. of mental discipline. Oh, so I think that's the big takeaway on this is you got to get out of those phases. Don't stay in phases too long. East Coast Kenny, what is more important, diet or programming? Diet. Yeah, well, not, well, depends. Depends on what you're asking uh, for. Okay, if that's you're fair. if you're well, asking, he also was asking like why the we, aesthetic we guy says diet right away, right? Yeah, why <laughs> we emphasize programs so much instead of like like why we, we don't why put we out don't diets? Ride as many diets. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I'll answer that first. Why do we focus on exercise programming? Like, if you look at our, if you go on uh, mindpumpmedia.com, you'll notice that we offer most of the stuff we offer is exercise programming, whether it's you know, MAPS Anabolic or MAPS Aesthetic or MAPS Performance or, or even guide. the one that we just yeah. released uh, or, or will be releasing soon, MAPS uh, Anywhere, which is the, you know, no gym required uh, workout program that you do at home. You'll notice that we don't have lots of stuff on diet. We have a nutrition guide, but we don't tell people, we don't program diets. Right. And here's why. Two reasons. Number one, we are uh, unabashedly experts at programming, exercise program. We understand nutrition very, very well. But if we were to compare our, just being totally honest, if we were to compare our knowledge and expertise on programming versus on diet, I would say we are, and it's just because we're so good at programming. It's not because we're not great in nutrition. It's just we're badasses at programming. And so that's why we like to focus on that. And, then, and the second thing is nutrition, there's so many damn variables, individual yeah. variables, that it would, it, it, we, we have too the much. the biggest in, factor, let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, I mean, we have too much integrity to say, yeah eat this like how can you tell anybody to eat something when the variables associated with right. diet are so vast and ridiculous that telling people to eat a specific way um is it's not only not effective it's bad advice well yeah. i have a big problem with that because it's just uh, i mean if unless we're addressing you individually like one-on-one -on -one, i think that we could actually have a pretty good handle as as far as yes. what to you know address and like how to help you with that however you know, we can't write a guide for somebody to just purchase that isn't just like uh, on some level. It, it is somewhat generic, you know, and this is this is the tough part because it's it's generic enough to where like most people will benefit from it. However, uh, you really have to do the work to identify how that fits you specifically because everybody does have uh, so many variables uh, that they, um, you know, were born with. And, and these are all things that, you know, uh, any, any professional will look at it like that. Like you can't, you can't say that like, okay, here's your diet for this week. Here's, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Like here's what you're going to want to stick with. Like, you might you be able to do that. that on an individual basis, but putting out a program for everyone. Yeah. I don't know. Well, let's, let's be honest too. I think, I think I would add a, a third to what Sal said and, you know, uh, we talk a little bit about this on some Q&As, but, you know, we knew uh, business-wise what we were doing. Like, we knew there was a huge need in the fitness industry for programming. Right. If I thought there was a ton of people writing great programs out there, um, I wouldn't think that's a market I'd want to get into. I wouldn't want to try and get come in and be like, man, well, there's this boy. They do a great job. They do. No, there's a lot of shit out there. There's not hardly anything out there. It's rare I come across somebody's program and I go like, Oh damn! This guy knows. What, this guy or girl knows what the fuck they're doing. Like this is some serious good programming done here. 
you don't see that everything is is wrapped around all the food gimmicks and the supplement gimmicks like so that we we wanted to stay away from that as much as possible and we wanted to fill a void where that we felt we could make the greatest impact which was coming in and designing programs that are going to blow people away because actually somebody know who knows what the fuck they're doing spent some time doing that well we knew we'd have a hurdle and a challenge because you can get $25 programs out there all over the place from all kinds of fitness celebrities, but not, none of them know what the fuck they're doing or how to program design for people. Plus, not a lot of them have a podcast and a forum, which I feel like that's the biggest piece to all of this. And that's also, mm-hmm. if you pay attention, a lot of our episodes are, are very heavily weighted in nutrition. We talk a lot about nutrition, yeah. a lot about food. Um, but that's just it. We talk about the relationship with foods and how different macronutrients affect the body and learning how to listen to that. And we find that far more powerful and beneficial for people yeah. than writing out a diet. I've written a million diets, a million different ways. You want a carb load, you want a back, your back load, front load, you want a cycle, you want a ketogenic, yeah. you want. These conversations are all important for your, you know, people to listen to because then they can sort of, you know, put themselves in that place. Like, Oh, you know, like I understand, you know, I, I have tried that, right? I've, I have some experience with that or, you know, they can sort of uh, project themselves into our conversation as far as nutrition goes. And I think that's a more powerful way to do it because then, you know, you, you can identify what, um, you know, the real questions are that pertain to you. Well, it's mm-hmm. more sustainable that way. And this is what we always discuss. Like, you know, being, having the experience that we all have, you know, I would like to say that, you know, 90% of my clients, you know, change their lives forever. They get this phenomenal. But in reality, you know, a majority I've watched way more than 60% of my people fail for most of my career. And that's hard. That's hard seeing that. But a lot of that is because, because of all the, the poor programming, the poor diets, the poor gimmicky shit that's all out there. Everybody's looking for quick fix. And that's why we all felt so passionate about this is exposing all that stuff and giving people the truth that, Hey, this is going to be a journey. There is no fancy diet that's going to get you in great shape and keep you that way for us. Sure, you could starve the body of calories and do it some fancy new way that somebody wrote some book about yeah. that has a little bit of science to back it we're up. We're all looking for performance enhancements. Let's right? be honest. Yes. We are too, you know, but we're, we're trying to cut out all the BS mm-hmm. well, at the, the same time. The second part too, the question is what's more important? I'll say this, if, if for longevity, for health, diet is the most important thing. For athletic performance, uh, programming probably will make a bigger impact. Like if you want to build muscle and get stronger, you need good programming. Just eating right won't won't necessarily do it. Uh, but again, it's uh, literally one and two, and and it, for different it's goals. It's king and, and queen, so man. You got to yeah. have them both. You, you got to do both. I mean, if your diet is horrible, to have sex. then <laughs> excellent programming is going to do a little for you. And if your programming is horrible, excellent diet will do a little bit for you. But if you know, if I had to trade one for the other, I don't know. I wouldn't. Uh, you you got to kind of have, you got to you got to have both. Diet really affects health. Programming really affects uh, performance and you know strength and stuff like that. So, Cody thirty one. How do you feel about the impact that you're having on people? And are you concerned about people becoming extremists? <laughs> we actually kind of talk about this. This is something <laughs> I think about a lot. Yeah, we yeah. we we discuss this outside. We're very careful. Um, I think this, uh, we've all talked about, this is one of the benefits too, of, of us being three guys, uh, that have different backgrounds and, and, and different points of view and different temperaments. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of neat. There's, there, there's always one of us who is, has got his rough, his, his feathers ruffled recently and, and is kind of, you know, fired up about something and maybe 
push something too far or say something that maybe collectively we don't all want to Justin. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, no. There's all, I, the, I, since we've been doing this, there's definitely been at least one or two times that each and every person in this room has been frustrated and probably expressed it differently than how we'd probably want to come across. And I think uh, uh, we always are really careful that and, and it's pretty neat. This is what I love about these guys is everyone's very mindful of that. And then let's say I, I get off on a tangent tangent um and i probably say something uh that i shouldn't say sal's pretty good about cleaning my mess up and, and well. uh, yeah backpedaling for us <laughs> as a whole um which I, you know something that we also uh, just this just happened recently too like sometimes people like to separate all of us because we have different personalities and you know justin has his his fans and sal does and myself and even doug like everyone's got their people they're they're super they relate to and so they, they probably gravitate more towards, but don't get it twisted. Each and every man in this room, like, you know, when we make a decision, it's a collective decision on what we're going to do and we stand behind each other. But sometimes, you know, the pyramid tripod, you know, sometimes we're going to say things or do things that, uh, you know, one of us may have went too far, but the other guys are always very careful to, to back that up. So we're, we're, I also feel like we're also, we're very, um, honest about making mistakes and doing things like i mean you I, have to be dude we're on we're on air yeah. everything we say is recorded forever <laughs> we guarantee we're gonna say some You're stupid shit out, well dude. It, well it, dude I, this is something i think about i know, no, all I'm, the time I'm with like, you on that i've met a couple people who uh just listen to the show right mm -hmm. and when they meet me um it's it's for them it's awkward because and i've talked to them, a couple of them afterwards because then we became friends and they'll say, it's weird because when I met you, you knew nothing about me, but I felt like I know everything about you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's a very strange situation. Yeah. And I can tell that they immediately feel like they know me. Like imagine right now, if you're a listener, imagine meeting a stranger, but that stranger's like, knows, like, oh yeah, I know everything about you. And they're acting in a way in which that they know you. Mm -hmm. It's a very interesting you know well, phenomena and i also think too that we are very responsive to feedback from fans and we actually include our fans more than most you know podcasts and shows i've heard like we really you know feed off you guys in, in as far as like questions and yeah. um you know what we're doing with the show and you know we're always pretty receptive as far as like you know constructive feedback however uh, you know, it, it, that, that kind of stuff does kind of determine sort of our voice and like what direction we're going. And, you know, I, I want to make sure like, even for myself, like I'm portraying what I want to portray, you know, like I, I don't want people to think of me in a certain light that I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed in myself. It's hard know? though. Cause we've but, all, I think we've all kind of gone through it, right. Where we've yeah. struggled with that, where it's just like, uh, man, that's not who I am. You know like, what? Here's the thing. Like it goes, it goes up and down. And I think that it's just, we, we pay attention to it. You know, like just like anybody else would. Here's the thing that this is the, the this is the the good thing and the bad thing about Mind Pump. The good thing is, is that we're extremely real. The bad thing is, is that we're extremely real. So what I mean by that is, um, I find it almost impossible to filter my opinions. Like I, I there's times when I'm like, okay, I, I better be careful how I say this because people might take it the wrong way or whatever. And you know what ends up happening? It ends up coming out. <laughs> the way it comes out and yeah. I, I it's very hard for me to filter that and especially when i'm around you guys and i know you guys do the same thing we've said some things where you know afterwards i get stressed out a little bit but it's just one of those things like we got to be careful you know some people may listen and they may take that advice and take it to the next level right. and so one thing that i'm always careful to do is to say hey you know make sure if you do it something like we're saying or i don't necessarily advise this or 
Because you got to be careful as a responsibility. Well, I think we've done that since day one. You remember when we first started, um, I mean, when we first started really growing uh, where to the point where now, like when we open one of our social media platforms, you know, we're tagged all over the place. There's, you know, there's all kinds of so much that we can't even possibly get to half the ones that we see. Right. They're waiting for some kind of specific reaction. Yeah. And and I remember when we first started, uh, you know, kind of throwing jabs at shreds and, you know, talking shit about the whole um, IIFYM stuff and, you know, people started to get kind of aggressive and mm-hmm. and talking shit and we we came back i remember the very and i remember very next episode i was like listen i, w- I want to make this very clear with everybody that you know we we express ourselves on the show and i know we're reaching tons of people but our intentions aren't to harm anybody else our intentions are not to you know we're, weren't to collapse the shreds business or isn't to come after lane norton for ifym or jim stepani for his bullshit stuff that he talks about it's not to attack these people you know, personally, it's to expose things. And, yeah. you know, it's unfortunate that, that their names are, are the people that are tied to mm. some of these things. But it's not like uh, we're not looking to bully people. No. But I, we're, I'll tell you right now, though, if we see some shit, we're going to call it. You know, we're going to call it as well, it is. We're just trying, you know, we're just trying to steer people back to, uh, you know, truthful information and, uh, you know, just make sure that, <clears throat> you know, people are, are a little more, uh, you know, the, they they vet their source a little bit better, you know, because I think that's a, a big problem with the internet, you know. It's it like, is, but good luck, man. Yeah, good luck. It's all crazy stuff. I mean, yeah. here's a th- here's an example. Like we talk about how bad uh, artificial sweeteners are, right? So let's say we're at some you know fitness event in Vegas in the pool, and I grab a, a diet Red Bull. And I'm drinking a Red Bull, and someone takes a picture of that. Yeah, someone will make a meme and be like, "Sal's a hypocrite." <laughs> He's, it's like, no, it's yeah. like you know, that's why we get. It. That's why I, again, why we're careful because we inform, but it's also we're not like uh, Nazis with our own advice. Like I guarantee you, right? Uh, we've had we'll have artificial sweetener, you know, here and there. We'll eat a certain way sometimes, or I'm not going to fast every single day, or I don't always eat keto 100 percent all the time. Uh, but that's where the that's where you know the extremist stuff that we got to be careful is that people will see us and be like I thought you said you don't you know the artificial sweeteners are bad it's like well you know I'm at a pool yeah. I'm having a Red Bull with vodka I actually what- struggle with that <laughs> yeah with with CrossFit too because I like like I had, we had always mentioned in the beginning I have friends that do it and I have friends that own gyms with it and it's like I'm not trying to like bash anybody that, like I just want to like bring about awareness that like you can do a lot of those same moves and have an awesome kick-ass workout that's, you know, not going to injure people. There's another way you can do it. That's all. Alejandro Sanchez, 33. He's asking about the squat. What do you think about the use of the low bar squat or should everyone high bar? Um, I think you should find what works best for you. Uh, You know, are the high bar squat supposed to encourage more of an upright Squat, low bar squat, you, you you change the leverage a little bit so you tend to bend forward more at the waist. Um, personally, I teach um, and I use a, I would say, medium, uh, you know, in between low and high bar. That's how I train people. High, Too high of a bar squat, a lot of people, a lot of clients, I don't know about you guys, but a lot of my clients just can't find that comfortable sitting on their traps that way. Mm. So I have to have them set it a little lower for them to feel more comfortable. Um, if you don't really like how that, you know, how the mechanics, like when you have it up too high like that too, when you drop down, like it it, makes you round your shoulders forward. There's a lot of, yeah, like compensations that happen as, as, as a result in my opinion. But yeah, like you said, I would probably go somewhere in between the two. Uh, however, if, you know, 
if I'm doing it, I tend to go a bit lower than most people, but that's just because of my levers. I really, I was the one who really wanted to answer this question. And the, the main reason why I wanted to talk about it was because I've rec- I just did a post recently on Instagram uh, talking about um, the depth of my squat and mobility and everything ever since I've, I went through MAPS performance. And, you know, one one thing that I can definitely tell you guys, being somebody who has inconsistently squatted my entire fitness career, and then until just probably about now, it's been about two and a half, three years of really consistently squatting. By really consistently, it's, you know, a bad week is one day a week I'm squatting. You know, sometimes I'm squatting three, four times in a week. And the main reason why I started, uh, I started to increase my frequency of squatting so much was, you know, I, I finally really put like put it together that, man, this is I stopped looking at it so much like an exercise to build my quads or build my glutes or this. And that. Wow. I was like and started looking at it like a skill, a skill. like yeah. I wanted to get fucking good at it. Like right. I wanted to get so good at it that I looked pretty when I did like it. I every felt good. little nuance, thing every little yes, master every yeah. little. Exactly. I love that. Um, and and I still man, it, we're talking three years of, of religiously doing that. And I feel the best I've ever felt. I, I'm uh, I'm the proudest of my squat that I've ever been in my entire life. But by no means do I think that I I am like this awesome great squatter. But it's I've come a long ways. And I think that man, if I'm a a, a personal trainer, like I really understand mechanics. I've been doing this for a long time. I, it's not like I just started squatting, and I it's taken me this this long to really really get good at it. I can't express that enough to people that, you know, all these things are things that um, I, and now I play with all of it, high bar, low bar, I go mid. Um, I'm now I'm playing with my stance a lot. I've, I was just squatting really, really narrow. I couldn't do that before. I didn't have the mobility to do a really narrow stance squat. I had to get a really wide base and I couldn't get my hips all the way down where now I can go really wide. I can go really narrow. Mm-hmm. You know, I can mess with the position of my feet. And so I'm I'm always constantly tweaking the mechanics to 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 figure this all out and and you have to you just and it doesn't always have to be like you're going into squat to lift super heavy weight or like really get after it or feel sore after your workout I I, I want to get into squatting so much that it just feels comfortable it feels comfortable and natural and I ain't got to think about anything anymore mm-hmm. and if that's the case then I would treat it the same way I would treat a sport or anything else to where it's I was like, going to say that that's what I loved about sports. Is because you know there 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 are not like depending on your position or whatever sport you're doing there's not a whole lot of you know variables in there that are like outside like mechanically like you're going to be doing a lot of the same thing you know but in practice what it's all about is defining those very specific movements and then how to optimize those to their fullest degree because once you really are meticulous and you take your time and you know you figure out like each little intricate movement is going to set you like a fraction of a second you know before your opponent uh you know that's a big edge i want to give an example of that exact point you just made so i just said how i've been playing with my stance so when i'm really wide you know when i originally started that way I, I did it because I didn't have hip mobility. Now my hip mobility, I've got great hip mobility and my even my shoulders have came a long ways. So now I can take this really narrow stance. Well, what I notice is I can generate a lot more power from my hips with my my stance in versus this really uh-huh. wide, wide stance. And so just getting better at that, I'm seeing a huge difference in my strength in, in my lifting. So mm. that little nuance right there was like before I, I squatted this way because my body would only allow me to squat this way. Yeah, and you're just making that work for you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Where now I'm 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 tweaking and like really trying to optimize, 
you know, how I squat so I can generate more power. It's more comfortable. Right. That's something I've noticed is like, wow, originally I, I would never squat with this close of a stance because I couldn't. Now that I can, I'm seeing the benefits behind it. And so that's those are those little subtle tweaks like yeah. a sport like you're saying. And I would say for the squat, you know, back to the, in terms of the original question of low and high bar, most people, if you're a beginner, you're going to do better with a moderate low bar squat. It's A high bar squat is requires more... D- technique, more mobility. You need to be able to stay more upright in your squat and you need to be able to positioning needs to be a little different. Um, so I would say if you're just starting off, go with a lower type, you know, positioning and get good at that. Once you get real good, like Adam's saying, you start practicing your squat and you're getting really good and it's it becoming a skill for you. Then I would say you could start playing with the positioning of the bar um, and see how you can squat. But I've met very few people who do better with a high bar mm-hmm. than with a low bar. Um, and of course, if you're an Olympic lifter, you high bar squat all day long because they, they stay real upright, yep. you know, in the hole. But for me, um, even for myself, when I go too high with the bar, it just doesn't it doesn't feel as good. I definitely feel more stable with it lower. Yeah. But, what, you know, I've seen some really low, low bar squats where it's down by like the rear delts or lower. Yeah. Uh, mine is a little bit above that. And I think yours, Adam, is probably slightly above that. Well, too. I definitely tend to come forward more yours it when it's high. Uh, so yeah, when I bring it down, I'm very like I'm feel a lot tighter, more t- tighter, solid. I I like how the when I kind of go mid like you're saying. So when I get into a squat, I you know I grab with one hand, I get I swoop my my neck and head underneath, and then I retract and squeeze my shoulder blades as far back as I can, and then I wedge the bar yeah. between my back and where my shoulder. So it's just a it kind of holds me in that retracted position. And I find if I mm-hmm. if I go too high, that gives me too much play with my shoulders. Well, there's another point though, like you know people that don't have good shoulder mobility. You know, a lot of times like they won't go lower because they can't like yeah. you know position their arms in, into a good spot. And so. that was my original problem. My yeah. original problem was my shoulder mobility was so bad, so I had to do more of a high bar squat, which actually caused me to do, have more of a rounded shoulder forward head mm-hmm. squat when I would dip down. And I was remember when I was pushing off my feet yep and that was part of why i have to pull you back yeah and i was i would come off my feet a lot right so yep now that i can actually retract now that i can pull the shoulders all the way back i can get the bar deeper down it kind of wedges behind there it helps me stand more upright when i sit down so excellent and by the way uh you know think of it this way like if you look at someone squatting from the side you have a bunch of joints and levers that are moving but if you look at the upper body down to the hips that's a big lever, okay? Yeah. And the way physics works is if I put weight, if it's further away from the pivot point, then that weight becomes heavier. And what I mean by that, it's like if I grab a, a broomstick and I mm. grab it by the middle of the broomstick, it's going to be easier for me to lift than if I grab it at the very end because right. it now I have length in the lever. Well, every time, the more you raise the bar uh, on your back, the further, further the lever becomes from the hips. Yep. And so this is why a proper high bar squat is very upright because if you lean far forward and that weight is high up on your back, yep. you've increased the amount of uh, tension on your hips and your lower back. And so if you lean forward, it's better to have it lower on your back because you shorten the lever. This is why power lifters will go with a super low bar squat because it just it makes them stronger. But the, the point I'm making uh, with this is also this. This is one of the reasons why I almost always never recommend a bar pad for people who squat. I never recommend bar pads because a nice thick bar pad will raise in length of the lever by a couple inches. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, the bar is now sitting on a fat pad, which is also sitting on your upper yeah. traps because it's hard to use a bar pad with a low bar squat. But mm-hmm. with a, 
high bar squat. That's what they're designed for, right? It sits right on top of your trap. So you get Mrs. Johnson, who's a beginner. She's your client and you're training her and you want to teach her how to squat. So you get the bar pad out because we don't want to hurt your, you know, your neck with the bar pad. What you've, all you've done is you've lengthened the lever uh, from uh, the, the you know the the hips all the way up to the neck and then on top of that pad mm. and and you're making it more difficult. What you should do is practice proper bar positioning lower on the back. Don't use a bar pad. Yeah. Um, Don't and put any weight. Just do the bar for now. That's and it. Get and her, and you'll do much better. That's why every time I see people using a bar pad, it's like. Don't use one. I don't care what how advanced you are, whatever. Yeah. What do you think about like Stingray um, trap? So the, so the Stingray is thinner. It's not going to add as much material. Yeah. However, the Stingray also still up high. It, pr- it it promotes a hard bar, high bar squat. It's yeah. it's it's uh, designed to sit on top of the traps. Yeah. And again, if you have good mobility, good positioning for high bar squat, yeah. and you want to use one of you know one of those things, that's fine. But I would say learn. And that's it's it, this is a great example of how the smallest things can make the biggest difference because the difference between a low bar and a high bar squat is inches. Yeah, it's it's it not is. like we're not talking feet. Like it's an inch. Yeah, yeah we're, it's 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 the same exercise. It's a difference of maybe three inches, four inches max. But that four inches, you know, makes a big difference in how you perform it within your movement. And a bar pad will add an inch, an inch and a half. Some of I've seen some of these really oh, yeah. fat. There's some big ones. Bar pads out there, so yeah, to help people. So. Um, go, yeah. go raw. Exactly. Yep. All day. Hey, check check out our site, mindpumpmedia.com. It's where you'll find all of our programs. We have some of them bundled together. We actually have a build your butt bundle, which is six months of program designed to give you a fantastic ass. Uh, you can also check us out on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. Send pics. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal. Adam's at Mind Pump Adam. Justin's at Mind Pump Justin. Doug is at, you guessed it, Mind Pump Doug. And uh, don't leave. Don't forget to leave us a five-star rating review on iTunes. You may win a free T-shirt. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at MindPumpMedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes Maps Anabolic, Maps Performance, and Maps Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. Mind Pump.